Jewish audio on Chabad.org. The Basics of Hasidus, Chapter 9, Section 2 Understanding the Hierarchy The Transmitter The idea that people must rely upon a Jewish leader to foster their divine awareness and connection may seem surprising. We're all God's people. Why is an external influence necessary to awaken our soul's intrinsic bond with God? Why are some souls designed to be unaware of their connection, requiring a Rebbe to plug them in? What is gained by this apparent imbalance? This question takes us back to the very beginning of our people's history. At Sinai, God spoke to the entire nation as a unique event. Subsequently, Moshe, our faithful leader, was required to take on the pivotal role of delivering God's Torah to the people. This was not by choice. Moshe preferred for all of the Jews to hear the Torah directly from God. However, the Jewish people requested that Moshe become the transmitter of God's word. They asked for Moshe to act as an intermediary to stand between them and God. Standing between the people and God, Moshe's task was not to intercept or disturb the flow of godly instruction and inspiration. Instead, Moshe channeled it towards them, bringing it within their reach without compromising its potency. Similar to the role of the heads of the people who are capable of causing ordinary people to experience advanced sensitivity to godliness, Moshe was responsible for conveying the godly empowerment that comes along with the informational instructions. Moshe's unadulterated transmission of godliness causes him to be defined as a memutza hamachaber, a bridging intermediary. In contrast to a memutza hamafsik, an intercepting intermediary. One may wonder, why did the people want an intermediary? Just days earlier, during the preparation for the giving of the Torah, the nation requested that God speak to them directly. Arguing that there is no comparison between hearing a message from a messenger to hearing it directly from the king himself, they pleaded, we want to see our king. Why the sudden change of heart? The concern raised by the people was that they would not be able to survive the awesome revelation, requiring requiring Moshe to receive the Torah on their behalf. But did they not just experience the wondrous revelation of the Ten Commandments, and yet God caused them to survive? Surely God was capable of extending further protection so that hearing the Torah directly from him would likewise do no harm. Furthermore, they are no less God's children than Moshe. Why should such revelation be okay for Moshe, but not for the average Jew? Bridging the Gap The Explanation The mission of the Jewish people is to reveal God's oneness within this world. Therefore, Inborn godly awareness and extensive revelation for all is not within the Jewish people's best interests. 
Being a target of direct godly revelation is somewhat of a detachment from the world. It is an exit to a spiritual plane. While spiritual awareness has virtue, the Sinaitic revelation of purpose is best appreciated within our world. It is here that practical day-to-day mitzvahs cause the world to become a home for God's presence. To this end, God made most souls suited for life in this world by being less in touch with the divine reality. In the Jewish people's body-like structure, most souls correspond to external, function-oriented limbs, rather than representing the spiritually-oriented brain. God wants us to operate within this world, even at the expense of spiritual revelation. Being designed to feel unaware of our soul connection to properly do God's work within the world, our holy leaders come to provide valuable assistance. The heads of the Jewish people connect us to who we truly are, connecting our function-focused actions to the depths of our Jewish identity. These dedicated intermediaries bridge the infinite and the tangible, strengthening our dedication to God and our ability to fulfill his mission. On a related note, this also explains the age-old Jewish practice of asking the righteous to pray to God on our behalf. While it may seem to be an unnecessary mediation between us and God, the Talmud says if someone in your household, household is unwell, go to the sage so that he pray on your behalf. This is well understood according to the above insight into a tzaddik's keen awareness of the needs of others. Because the tzaddik perceives the depths of the issue and is filled with genuine concern, the tzaddik's prayers can be of greater sincerity than the suffering individual or their beloved ones. The prayers of the head are more effective than those of the foot, simply because the head truly cares. By asking a Rebbe to pray on one's behalf, the person expresses a deep and soulful bond. The individual recognizes that the Rebbe is not simply a person of greater spiritual stature, but a leader who is one with his flock. Ultimately, one comes to realize that the Rebbe and themselves are inherently one. Section 3. The Collective Soul. The Foundational Tzaddik. Tzaddikim are righteous individuals whose souls have a heightened awareness of godliness and who live completely God-focused lives. Natural tendencies and negative impulses are either vanquished or harnessed for holiness, and faith in God along with passionate connection to him define them completely. Transcending the standard parameters of our world, These saintly men and women have a unique godly mission. While most people are born to work on transforming the world from within, the tzaddik's presence serves as a burst of divine revelation in a darkened world. Along with godliness comes goodness, and tzaddikim channel additional blessing and protection for their generation. Due to the benefit that tzaddikim offer the world, 
God strategically situated them throughout the generations. In the words of our sages, God saw that the righteous were few, so he arose and spread them in every generation. Therefore, regardless of the times, there are tzaddikim of various levels in every generation. They are categorized by degrees of selflessness and the extent that their entire person is dedicated to divine service. Tzadikim's encompassing dedication to God is largely the result of their particular level of internalizing Achdos Hashem. As discussed above, there are numerous degrees of Bittl, caused by the extent that God is perceived to be the only true existence. The Tzadik enjoys the benefits of divine revelation, allowing them to be innately in tune with the encompassing divine reality. Most significantly, there is always a person of the most outstanding stature who serves as the principal tzaddik of the generation. The constant presence of this unique type of tzaddik is described in the verse, V'tzaddik yesoid oilam, the tzaddik is the foundation of the world. Just as it is impossible for a building to stand without a foundation, the entire framework of the Jewish people, and by extension of the world at large, depends on this individual's presence. To properly understand the role of this tzaddik hador, the tzaddik of the generation, let us preface it with some important insight into the structure of the Jewish people. The single soul of Israel. What defines Jewish identity is the possession of a Jewish soul. This soul is an actual part of God, and regardless of a person's life choices, this soul is never altered or lost. A Jew remains a Jew. Outer appearances or behaviors are not the determining factors of being Jewish. It is the invincible soul that determines who we truly are. This soulful identity is the basis of Jewish unity. As a nation, we are one unit because we are defined by our souls rather than our externalities. Considering that God is one and indivisible, all souls which are all a part of God are one entity as well. There is no room for division when we each inherently belong to one single whole. Furthermore, the description of each person possessing a specific soul is only within a limited context. This reference exists only relative to the soul's individual role to enliven a particular body and fulfill a particular mission. Within this framework, souls are individuals, while on a deeper level, the soul is a communal entity. Each individual soul is an expression or detail of the single general soul which represents the Jewish people's intrinsic bond with God. This collective soul transcends any personal interests or aspirations and is completely at one with God. The general soul is the root cause of the entire people feeling a sense of responsibility for each other as we are truly one. This idea is reflected in the Torah's description of our ancestors' descent to Egypt, 
Traveling as a family of 70 people, the Torah refers to them with the term nefesh, or soul, in the singular form, stating that they are descended to Egypt numbering 70 soul rather than 70 souls. This indicates that on a soul level, regardless of our numbers, we are simply one. The leader of the generation. This unifying idea of a single central soul that includes all individual souls is revolutionary. Reshaping our perspective of the Jewish people, this also provides insight into the nature of the primary leader and tzaddik of the generation. Beyond being the head of the people, this leading tzaddik represents the general soul, the neshama klolis, which encompasses all the souls of the generation. Our quintessential leader, Moshe Rabbeinu, personified this phenomenon. As Rashi describes, Moshe is Israel, and Israel is Moshe. This teaches us that the Nasi Hador, the leader of the generation, is equated to the entire generation because the leader is everything. Moshe's concern, dedication, and influence on the people was not as an aloof outsider. His holiness and stature did not remove him from his nation. Instead, by being the people's root soul, Moshe was the people. Moshe knew each Jew from within and committed himself to guiding Jews be their best selves. In every generation since, the Jewish people are similarly structured around their unified identity. Just like in that first generation, all souls belong as components of the one general soul, the soul that rests within the generation's spiritual leader. In this manner, Moshe's role as the Neshama Klolis, the general soul, continues to extend throughout the ages. As the Midrash states, there is never a generation that doesn't have a leader like Moshe. We have always had a leader which the Zohar describes as the extension of Moshe that is found in every generation.